Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. He's on Twitter, at Wingos with a Z, his newsletter, treywingo.bulletin.com slash subscribe. Of course, his YouTube page, Trey Wingo Presents. All right, Trey, let's start right here. How many teams do you feel comfortable right now saying could win the Super Bowl? Well, first of all, guys, good morning. Or great to be with you. Good yeah. afternoon. I mean, I'm always glad to be with you on behalf of Caesars, but I wish I was in Memphis right now so I could go to my good friend Trey Jordan's restaurants at either uh, Pimentos or Holiday Ham and take care of all my holiday catering needs. But that's neither here nor there. And don't forget, delicious cakes available as well. Delicious cakes and plenty of screens to watch oh, the yeah. game when you make your bets at Caesars Sportsbook. So uh, I, I honestly think there's five for me. Uh, you know, obviously the Eagles and the Niners. And then the three top three dogs in the AFC, uh, Cincinnati, Kansas City, and Buffalo. And look, you know, the last couple of years, if they taught us anything, it's that those kind of predictions are wrong. Sure. <laughs> because last year, after 12 games, the Bucks were 7-5, and five, and they didn't win. They didn't lose again. And I think the Rams might have also been 7-5 and five after that three-game losing streak last year. And they found a way to get it done and sneak into the postseason and the uh, and win that division and have a home playoff game. So, you know, the weird thing about the way this has been set up the last couple of years is you want to be that team that's cooking and everything's great. But, you know, recent history tells us that it's really that, I mean, the, the Chiefs were 7-4 and four, uh, in 2019, and they found a way to turn it around after that loss in Nashville uh, in, that, in that game where there was just ridiculous kicking issues for the Chiefs. So, you know, it, it's, it looks really good now, but recent history has said, man, it's just some, some team that gets on a roll right about now and doesn't lose. I think when we saw the new format, I think most people would go, well, man, being the one seed has to be just a tremendous advantage. Do you think last year it was an outlier in the first year that we have the format where neither one seed ends up even hosting the the conference title game? Because like, I keep wondering, like we think about – how important, particularly the AFC, we keep saying how important the one seed, how important the one seed is. Are we sure? Well, yeah, that's a great question. Like, historically, absolutely. Now, the easy joke is, well, of course, it didn't matter last year because the Titans had it. And they're, they've been one and done the last three but so times. The Packers the did, too. Yeah, the Packers did, too. Absolutely. Um, I, I think that it means more. For, let, me, let me put it this way. If the Bills get the one seed, I think it means a lot. Okay. Because that crowd is right up there with Arrowhead and a couple of other places where that crowd is a factor in the game. That crowd in Buffalo will be a factor in the game. And, and you never know what the weather is going to be. Yes, it can be cold in Kansas City. It's going to be cold this week when the Seahawks come there. It's going to be cold a lot of places. 
Buffalo cold with lake effect snow is very different. So I, I think if Buffalo gets the one seed, it matters more than if Cincinnati or, or Kansas City gets the one seed. Although I got to tell you guys, like Buffalo has to play the Bengals. And I, that wouldn't surprise me at all if Buffalo loses to the Bengals. And then the Chiefs, all they have to do is beat the Seahawks and two direct AFC West teams, and they would be the number one seed. Well, the thing that's interesting to me, and I get it, we're prisoners of the moment, especially as football fans. Like, we just go down to the lowest common denominator of our brain because that's we we just knee-jerk reaction because that's how we are with football, and that's why we love it. But it is funny to me how we started the season by criticizing the Bills for not winning one-score games, and now it feels like we're criticizing the Bills because they're not blowing people out. So I'm almost like, yeah. well, what, are we, are we impressed by them? Or are we disappointed? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it just feels as if yeah. I can never keep the narrative straight. Well, here's what I would say, and that's a really great point because at, at the end of the day, good teams find a way to win ugly. We saw that with the Chiefs; they went to overtime against the Texans for God's sakes. And if they didn't have Patrick Holmes as their quarterback, they're probably leaving there with a 10 point loss, which would be inexcusable. Um, the Bills were so impressive early on. You know, they were just so on top. Even the game they lost in Miami, they had more than double the plays, had more than twice the time. They just kind of messed it up at the goal line a yeah. bunch of times, right? So they were just so efficient. They were so dominant. But then, you know, the, the lack of a running game. Like, Josh Allen is their running game. Like, he's technically, I don't believe, their leading rusher. Singletary is by, like, 10 yards or whatever. Josh Allen is their running game. He's their best weapon. Josh Allen is their passing game. Now, he has not been the same since the arm injury. He's had some great throws, don't get me wrong, but the offense has not been as prolific as we saw earlier in the season. Then you have the loss of Von Miller, who was the difference, by the way, in the game against the Chiefs. You know, everybody got the – it was 24-20, and the Chiefs got the ball back. We're like, oh, they're going down to score, and Von Miller crashes the inside and forces the game-ending interception from Patrick Mahomes. So when you take away Von Miller – and some of the little flaws in the Bills' offense have sort of been exposed. Um, yeah, they're not as dominant as they were, but they're still, like, nobody's going to run away with this thing, right? To your point. Like, we love, we love – I mean, the Patriots, the 2007 Patriots, they blew everybody out the doors, right? And they scraped by in three playoff games and, and uh, then lost the Super Bowl, or two playoff games and lost the Super Bowl. So those, this dominant juggernaut thing doesn't really play out as often as we want it to. Trey, along those lines, um, you mentioned Josh Allen hasn't been quite the same since that arm injury. Where is your concern level with this Jalen Hurts news, that he's got a sprained shoulder, they're not sure if he's going to play this week? Um, Where are you at on that? Well, listen, I'm a big fan of Gardner Minshew, and Gardner Minshew is the perfect backup quarterback. And it kind of sucks for Gardner because he's like, we know we can plug him in anytime we need him but we really don't want him to be our starting quarterback. Like, it, it's, it's, the, it's the best backhanded or the worst backhanded compliment you can give somebody. He's the perfect backup, right? He's, he's new Colt so, McCoy. Like, if he comes in and has to play 100%. a game, you feel good about yeah. it, but it's like, Correct. yeah, maybe you don't want him for three games. Or five games yeah. or seven games. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, it kind of sucks for him because every time he gets in there, he does well. But you're, you're always going to take a Jalen Hurts over a Gardner Minshew. My concern is – that Jalen is Jalen has an X factor like Mahomes or Allen, which is if the play breaks down, he has a way to make it work. Usually with Patrick, it's some blindsided, no look behind your back or throw for a touchdown. Allen is just a giant human being that will run like a running back, and Mahomes and uh, and Hurts is the same way. I mean, you know, 
he still hasn't missed leg day. You know, there's a reason he squatted 700 pounds as a power lifter in high school. I mean, he's he's strong. So for all the things Minshew can do, the the variable that you can't account for doesn't exist with Minshew in the offense as it does with Hurts in the offense. Curious about this, Trey. In the NFC, right now my Washington Commanders have the last wild card spot at a 7-6-1. Mm-hmm. You've got Seattle, Detroit, Green Bay behind them. Seattle and Detroit at 7-7, seven and seven, one game back, Green Bay at 6-8. and eight. It's, If you go by those playoff percentages, commanders don't have a good shot at keeping that spot. Yeah, so I'm a Giants fan. We both – math didn't really make a ton of sense this weekend because it felt mm-hmm. like we went from like 80% to whoever lost the game was going to have a 30%. It's like that felt like quite the dramatic drop, but I do understand like, well, it's – it was based on that game was a coin flip. Then the next game you weren't going to be favored, but that it just felt like a very drastic drop off. Do, do you think the Packers yeah. can run the table and you know do something dramatic here? Do you see? Detroit, I mean, Detroit's obviously the hot, you know one of the hottest teams in yeah. football, if not the hottest. Seattle's been you know a nice story until recently, where they've kind of it seems like they've come back down to earth. What do you make of that chase for the last spot in the NFC? Well, first of all, let's get some angst between the two of you because one of you is a Commanders fan and one of you is a Giants fan. Hey, just want to say uh, for the for the Giants, congratulations! That was a great goal line stand by the refs. I mean, yes, that was awesome. <laughs> I mean Trey, listen, you know, fantastic. What do they teach you? What do they teach you? Rule number one: When you're lining up at wide receiver, don't yeah. look straight and make sure you're even with the ball. Don't ask the yeah. ref. Make sure you're even with the ball. Just saying, Terry McLaurin didn't do that. And what about the PI yeah. though? Well, but, but, I mean, what, you, what about what about the, the eye poking of Kayshawn Thibodeau? He could have lost an eye. He could have. Well, who sh- knows? Like, death has been okay, worse. We'll, yes. We'll, we'll we'll get to that. Look, here's the here's the thing. I hear what you're saying, but if the ref gives you thumbs up, then you're good. Okay, that was horrible. We don't know what and the question that, was. <laughs> okay. Exactly. I'll, I'll he he could have said, how's my spat look? You good? Yeah. The, the sisters were kinder to yes. Andy Dufresne in Shawshank than the defensive back was uh, to the Washington but receiver on that Mark final play. as Mark did point out, though, okay. it, the thumbs up was not a good look. He did have his hand still on the flag. Like, yeah. like at a certain yeah. point, maybe he should have thought something's up here. But but that makes it even worse. Then yes. why are you giving the thumbs up when your hand is on the flag? Okay, this was the worst week for officiating in the history of the NFL. I know we're getting off the topic, and we'll get no, back to it. Fine. I promise. But I mean, like you know, it, going back to uh, the Keelan Colts touchdown catch by the Raiders, everybody else could clearly see that his right toe was out of bounds. Yet somehow they didn't see it. Uh, and in the Texans Chiefs game. You had Patrick Holmes violently slung to the ground, which by the rule is exactly what you're supposed to call roughing the passer. But instead, uh, they call it roughing the passer when the Texans defender decided to, you know, ride Travis Kelsey's helmet like a humping post. Yes. And Kelsey said, please don't do that to me uh, with, with, in no uncertain terms. And he got the flag. Like, it was egregious. Although I will say thank them for messing up the Keelan Cole play because it gave us the worst play in the history of football. Yeah. And I'm, yeah. eternally, I'm eternally grateful for that. Well, so and, now, and don't your, forget the yeah. Vikings. We had the, the two Vikings defensive scores. Two that, scores yes. that, yeah, exactly. It was horrendous. This was the worst week of officiating I can ever remember uh, but back to your question I don't I don't have faith in Seattle because I they've given up at least 160 rushing yards in five straight games okay uh, Isaac Pacheco or Isaiah Pacheco rather and McKinnon I think are going to feast for Kansas City I'm not concerned about them Green Bay's got to go beat the Dolphins 
if they beat the Dolphins, then I'll then I'll think Green Bay is real. Until then, I do not think they're real. So to me, it comes down to the Commanders against the Detroit Lions. And, and the Lions and have the tiebreaker. And the Lions have the tiebreaker. I'll say this as well. Last four seasons, at least one team that was 6-7 and seven made the postseason before their win against the Jets, which, by the way, might have been the Lions' most impressive win of the year. Outdoors, on the road, against a tough, tough defense, they were 6-7. and seven. So it looks like potentially for five straight years we could have a team that was six and seven after thirteen games sneak into the postseason. All right, worst weekend for officiating or for coaches trying to figure out a clock? A, a tale as old as time: yeah. coaches versus the yeah. clock. Yeah, I don't understand why Robert Sala didn't call a timeout there, which burned at least twenty-five seconds. Uh, they still managed to get off potential game game time kick with uh, with one second left, but that was botched beyond belief. He, here's my yeah. theory: see if you buy yeah. this. I think yeah. he has so little faith, and he clearly, Zach Wilson, he clearly, like, it, that, he stands for, like, everything that Robert Sala hates. Like, he's, he's like, they seem to be diametrically opposed. I think Correct. he was trying to save the three timeouts because he didn't think they were going to get the first down, and so he's like, I want it for my defense because he thinks, like, yeah. it is one thing, but, hey, man, you got a great defense. There are two phases yeah. of this game. Like, uh, it yeah. felt like he was trying to save them for his defense. Yeah, well, there are three phases of the game in special teams, but one of those phases doesn't really work for the Jets. And by the way, real quickly on this one, like because of the injury, now we have Zach Wilson against Trevor Lawrence in the Thursday night game. The Jags, by the way, Tennessee Titans fans should be really concerned. Oh, they are. Uh, because if all, all the Jags need to be is within one game of the Titans going into that final game, and they win, they get the tiebreaker, and they win the division. Um but and you that, can tell Vrabel's concerned. Yeah, yeah, if yeah. you saw his press yeah, conference yeah. yesterday, Absolutely. he's he's ornery. Absolutely, yes. Um, but like this Thursday night game is just showing you the disparity between Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson, the one and two picks in twenty twenty one. Neither one of them played great last year. Trevor has taken the leap, and Zach has leapt off into the valley of death in in the Grand Canyon. He has six touchdowns, six interceptions, and is 32nd in passer rating. Or as you look at Trevor Lawrence, 24 touchdowns, seven interceptions, and 10th best passer rating in the NFL. Trevor Lawrence is ascending. Zach Wilson is stuck in neutral and, quite frankly, is probably going in reverse. And this pick, it's a disaster for the Jets because if it doesn't work out, it's the second time in four years that they took a quarterback in the top three. And uh, odds are neither one of them is going to work. Does it feel like... Maybe the front office is saying, let's give Zach Wilson a, a bigger chance. or Because, I mean, the thing with Mike White that's fascinating to me is I do find myself agreeing with Mike White. Like, hey, if I want to go play, like, and we're not talking about head here. We're talking about, like, pain tolerance. Why shouldn't I be allowed to go play? Like, I do. There's a part of me that's like, I kind of get that. But I, it almost feels like this was the easiest way to get Zach Wilson back in the lineup. And it feels like if you're the front office – that's probably what you would want. Well, look, uh, it's certainly you know, this. This would not be the first time where someone, air quotes, hasn't been cleared right. medically, uh, and quite frankly, depending on how things are going, they could be cleared medically. Let, let's just be honest about that. Okay, it would not be the first time, and it certainly will will not be the last time that that situation presents itself in the NFL. Um, I, I do think that the team wants Mike White. I do believe, on some levels, that Robert Sala. Uh, uh, once Mike White, but you're right. There's pressure from the organization, guys. We we spent the capital on this guy. Yeah. We've got to find a way to make it work. Trey, you're great. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks.
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.